Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we focus on uh, North Rutherford County with State Representative Mike Sparks joining us here in studio. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm all right. You kind of like this radio thing, don't you? It's all right. I mean, you're here at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Well, how long have we been doing this now? Well. We don't need 18 years. So I started full-time here at the station. I mean, I've worked here since 93, but I started full-time in 2007. All right. So that's 14 years, and I think you were doing it with uh, Ron Shaw. Was it Ron? Okay. About a year before. So I don't, well, we don't, were we doing remotes at that time? Uh, when I first started, yes. Well, okay, because we were I mean, at the YMCA. And, we did that for a while. Yeah, yeah, and then the little restaurant over at Gillsville. Now, that was before me. That was before you? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. we've done we've done several creative shows. You done remember we done the one from the airplane? Uh huh. Yeah. Flew over the county, and I don't think that went too good. What do you think? It did not. No, <laughs> no. We were all sick after we got I mean, off the plane too. Well, that pilot, and thank you to corporate air, uh, corporate flight management, if they're listening, and John Black, the airport director. But yeah, we done that to promote the Wings of Freedom fish fry, and Bob Spivey was on with us, and and the pilot. Remember, he kept trying to fly in real low to to catch some, I guess, the cell signal. Yeah. And um, it was up and down, up and down. And we had just left Rotary, and everybody had ate. And I was like, oh, my gosh, somebody's going to get sick. And I think it's the only time I've ever seen people just exit an airplane and go straight to the bathroom. And not even, I don't think people said goodbye. No, no. It was rough. Now, the coolest show we done was, I, I think, with Mike and Jeff Hollings here, talking about Mike's vision, a dream, a real dream he had, a dream from God to start his concrete plan. And if people aren't believers – just look down Jefferson Pike and see that new building he's building. What is it? Five stories. Yeah. Was that the one we did on the boat? Yeah, we did on the boat. And um, uh, and remember they were jumping off the swing underneath them. Um, well, I think it's Rodney that works for them. Uh, you know, there's a little swing underneath Faith yeah. Sanders Bridge, and it's always kind of thing to do as a teenager. And then a few jumped off the bridge, but um, yeah, we got Mike to open up about his dream on the air. And if anybody ever wants to find it, just go to YouTube. Probably type in uh, WGNS Radio. Mike Holling said it'll probably show up. But um, but Mike, um, uh, Mike literally had a vision. I think he's got three hundred concrete plants now. Well, uh, where are we going to go in conversation on today's show? Well, um, this week we had a good meeting. I'm on the I'm on the Finance Ways and Means Committee, and something that that really kind of alarmed me was the was the statistics with the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse. You know, talking about addiction and recovery, and Rutherford County was mentioned, and Jeremy Faison, who was going to try to be with us, but he's in Appalachian area, Cock County, and he he can't get the cell signal where he where he's at. But I like the comments that. Faison talked about about the drug addiction or our county courts, uh, recovery courts, which I was at yesterday, Veterans Court with uh, Trey Har, uh, Trey um, Judge Trey uh, McFarland, uh, Ben's um, uh, son, who's taken that over, doing a great job, and um, and Charlie Bombs, our, our vice chairman, and uh, and then Jeremy kind of opened up about his father, who sadly committed suicide a few years ago, and then represent freedom. Freeman, who sit, who was sitting uh, to my right, uh, you know, also shared some of his concerns. And um, 
you know, Representative Freeman's a Democrat. We won't hold that against him, but I think he's on the air. Are you there with us, Bob? I, I am indeed, and, and I won't hold, hold the fact that you're a Republican against you. Either. All right. We We're won't. on the same page here. Yes, sir. Well, I, I appreciate your comments. And, and while the commissioner was talking, and you can see the look in her face, how she's alarmed, and everyone should be alarmed with these, with the, the stats, whether it's mental health, the recovery, addiction, because uh, our, our prison budget that, that I mentioned, it's increasing $60 million. That, that request is $60 million. Now, some of that is for correctional officers uh, that, that's badly needed, uh, as well as, you know, um, uh, THP is also needed in police in general, but in that request, it was sixty million, which uh, the prison budget is already one point three million or billion dollars. And and the argument that many of us make is an investment in mental health and recovery courts, an investment in and and treatment for addiction can help lower uh, that that prison budget. But I liked your comments. Can you just share uh, with Brian and I and the listeners what you said in committee? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, Representative Sparks and, and Brian, thank you for, for having me on today. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the state of Tennessee uh, does a lot of stuff right. And uh, the, the unfortunate thing is that we've fallen in the trap that many other states have done, which is we are criminalizing uh, drug addiction. Instead of looking at it as, a, as an illness that needs to be treated appropriately, um, it, we, we are criminalizing. You know, a meaningful percentage of those uh, serving time in jail uh, or, um, you know, dealing with some sort of a drug offense. Uh, we've got younger and younger kids that are beginning their, their path of, of the, the revolving door of, of the criminal justice system uh, with drugs. Uh, yes. And, and we've, we've got to do a better job. We've got to do uh, more diversion with younger kids so that they, they never even begin with a, with a record that they can get the help and treatment they need early on. The, the, the surprising stat that, that, that I think you heard and that I heard that both kind of got us, got us jumping up was uh, we saw almost a 50% increase in, in overdose deaths uh, during the pandemic. A large portion of that was, uh, was fentanyl, and, and people are you know, taking, taking their, their drugs that they, that they think they know are, are, are safe and uh, they're taking a drug that the second they, they ingest it is is literally killing them. Yes. Uh, and and the, the sad thing, and one of the things I shared was, is that in 2019, uh, I lost a, a family member, like a like a third brother. Yeah. And so as we're sitting there looking at the you know, 1,800 and whatever it was number, uh, it, it brought a tear to my eye knowing that one of those numbers uh, was my was my was with my, you know, someone that I love. Yeah. Uh, and today in Tennessee, you, you are hard pressed to find somebody that has not been affected by this opioid epidemic. Yes. And um, um, yeah, we, we need to do a better job treating this. Yeah. Well, I appreciated you opening up um, about it because, you know, I think a lot of folks that's in the spotlight, I mean, you're, you're you know, you're more in the spotlight with me being in Nashville. Your dad run for mayor. What four, was it? Four years ago, he run for mayor. Uh, I think it was five. Okay, and um, yeah. you know you're you're going to be more in spotlight than, than than I am. You're in Beth Harwell's OC, correct? That's right. Yeah, and I just appreciate it. One thing I like about Jeremy because Jeremy he, he can get himself in trouble much like I can because he's just so open and transparent. He says what's on his mind and he gets really emotional and bam, he just he just flies out the gate but but he's being real and that's what i like about it. i mean and you are too but i see so much partisanship 
in politics today, and I'm looking at that issue, and then you're to my right, Faison's to my left, and I'm thinking how this is affecting everybody. I mean, I've seen it in my own family. You know, my stepfather was a state investigator, um, Dr. William Chance. He's now passed. And I remember he told me years ago, because uh, he knows I care about the drug problem and all, and he says, just remember this. He said, you'll never be able to solve the the drug problem. Best thing you can do is, is enforce it. He said, and because I was asking about medical marijuana, of all things, which was in embarrassing for me to even ask him because it's just you know i didn't talk about that kind of stuff uh and he uh he just said that he was forward he remembers prescribing it he started as pharmacist in 1955 and which surprised me that his comments about this because he said look the opioid problem is so bad but he said get people treatment for addiction and and recovery he's been gone probably four or five years and uh but i just appreciated you opening up i think you're the only um Democrat there opening up about it. Not that there's many of y'all up there anyways, <laughs> with all due respect, but but I just appreciated your candor and 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 phase on as well. Um and just being uh just being straight up. Well I mean, you know, it, it's this is it's not a partisan issue. There yeah. there is there is a lot uh that that we debate, discuss uh every day that that, that you know is not partisan. The, the majority of what we do, uh, and I think, you know, Mike, the reason you and I get along so well is that uh, is that we try to find areas where we work together, right? And this yeah. is one of them. This, yes. this is there is no reason in the world that this is partisan and or should be. I mean, the the rural parts of of Tennessee uh, are being disproportionately affected by this, yeah, uh, and and they're predominantly uh, predominantly Republican, and so. Um, there, there's anyway. We, this is this is something that we all need to get right because uh, it, it can, in a quick way, uh, affect uh, affect our state. Yes, Representative uh, wanted to ask you. You mentioned something there about um, it, it's really affecting the the rural areas of of the state. Is it different in the rural areas versus the the, the larger areas like Nashville and, and Murfreesboro, Smyrna? Uh, what's what's the difference there? Because it seems like it's a problem everywhere. Well, listen, it is a problem everywhere. I think that the big issue and the big difference is that uh, there, there's there's more access to resources yes. in uh, in in the cities than mm. there are in some of the rural areas, and uh, there 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 are less resources. I mean, there are less dollars to, to help yeah. treat it, and that's a big reason as to why it, it ends up becoming a uh, you know, we, we criminalize because it's just an easier process to to criminalize uh, than it is to treat in, in many instances. So, I mean, I guess case in point there with our drug courts and things here, yeah. but I, I still think that so many people are slipping through the cracks and and are not getting the help. Some of it is they don't want the help or not at that point where they accept the help and uh so it's it's just really kind of a a tricky position to be in uh and you can't legislate everything so where do you go i guess brian brian to that point exactly one of the other stats that they shared which was which was pretty amazing is the the number or the percentage of the uninsured that uh that are getting mental health treatment and uh, and and the the gap there was was pretty low. It was single digits, ten percent, less than ten percentage of of the uninsured are actually getting the mental health help that they need. Hmm. Uh, on the drug treatment, it was 
uh, it was 50%. So half of the people who were uninsured. So, you know, those that need the most help and the most of the safety net are not getting the help they need. And, um, you know, the, the, if I knew the answer of how to solve it, I think we'd be in a different place. But we've got to, you know, remove the stigma of, of drug abuse from, you know, it being a weakness and, and you know, and the criminalization of it to it's a sickness. Um, read, read Dope Sick. Uh, or watch the, the the Hulu special right now, and ta- and and look at the predatory practice of the of the, you know the the drug industry, specifically yes, Purdue yes. Pharma, to uh, to 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 get people hooked on this. It changes, and I'm talking specifically the opioid epidemic. It changes the chemical makeup of your brain. You 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 feel pleasure in a different way. You feel pain in a different way. Uh, and these are things. That, that are that are you know given to you by a doctor to, to yeah. represent Spark's yeah. point about medical marijuana today. If you go buy uh, any amount of weed from from the second it was grown to the production of it to the trafficking of it to the yeah, every step of the way that was illegal, right? Every step yeah. of the way it wasn't taxed. It's completely illegal up until you illegally trade a, a, a pill for money. Uh, it's legal. It's legally produced and taxed. It's legally transported and taxed. Yes. It's legally marketed and taxed. It's legally prescribed and taxed. It's legally sent to a pharmacy and taxed. Up until that final transaction, it's a legal process. Uh, and so it is a legislative issue, and it is our responsibility to legislate this appropriately. Yes. Well, one, Bob, I know you'd have a lot more influence in the Tennessee, with the Tennessee and Gannett news than I would. And one thing that gets me upset with the media, and Brian, you know, hears me rant for the Here we go. Uh, 14, 15 years, the media has a, a responsibility to be objective and to look at the issues and present solutions. There's so many times up there that we do work together, cause, cause, and it seems like the Tennessean doesn't seem to cover these. They might. But it seems like they're looking for a soundbite. They're looking for some type of um, division, you know, divisive issues. Uh, and and we do have to work together because we really are at war. I mean, these these this whether it's mental health addiction, this is killing more people than what we'll lose in the, in the military this year. Uh, Post traumatic stress, those areas that uh, that's going to affect it affect all of us in this whole culture. Uh, but I know you'd have influence on them. Maybe you could just ask them that to start covering solutions and, and help us with treatment programs, expanding drug courts, um, and the other solutions and options that's out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be happy to. And, and you know, to your point of, of what gets reported, you know, it, it's, 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 it's chaos and shiny objects. And, yes. I mean, you know, and, and it's uh, our last Twitter president, you know, you've got – people have a short attention span yep. and and if you if you just have you know so many so many uh seconds to view something before you move on to the next thing they're not they're not going to talk about uh the the long form debate over what how we you you and i are working together to try and solve the yeah. opioid epidemic they're going to pick the flashy object and and put it up so, yeah. Well, and it's what uh, I hate it as much as you do. It's, <laughs> it's what consumers are also what what they demand and what they want. I mean, you talked Representative Freeman about uh, attention span, and you know, unless you're affected by it, 
you probably don't care, and that's, that's right. it's a shame to say that, but yeah. uh, and and that's probably not going to get you the clicks. And then how that's do you right. put somebody out there to report on it? I mean, it's it's you, some many times you've got to toot your own horn, you know. So yeah. m- maybe uh, maybe the House and Senate need their own reporters reporting the news and sending it out and posting it and doing all that. You well, the, the go ahead, uh, go ahead, Bob. I like that. No, I like the sound of that, and. And again, I mean, I, I just I want to make sure that everybody listening right now understands that I, I would I would bet you know a bunch of money that that Mike and I agree on a lot more than we disagree on, yes. and we work together a lot more than we work against each other. Yes, and uh, the majority of those issues are good for all of Tennessee, not just good for Democrats and not just good for Republicans. They're good for Tennesseans. Well, but and, going to your point, got, though, you, you you have a D in you know in front of your city, and Mike has an R, so that, that that's that's the conflict that that gets the attention, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, right? That's that's exactly right. Well, thank you. I'll, I want to thank you for bringing those donuts in you um, Tuesday morning too. <laughs> Everybody grabbed well, them, didn't they? I, I tell you, yeah, Fox's Donut Den in Green Hills uh, is is a is a long time uh, just great donut shop. So. Uh, I, I, every chance I get, I, I try to pick some up because it's, uh, well, I tell you, they're, they're hard to beat. Well, Mike looked like he had an extra couple of them today. So <laughs> yeah, I just brought him in a senior <laughs> cup of coffee from McDonald's. I thought I was going to be late. Uh, I forgot right. you re- you represent Green Hills. Well, I do. I, yeah. I, I, I may have shared with you, my, my late stepfather, Dr. William Chance, he started the first Walgreens in Tennessee. They sent him down in, I think, 55, and it was, the as far as I know, it was the first Walgreens in the state, and it was a Green Hills location. I'm sure it's oh, wow. moved. Yeah, the late Dr. Uh, William Chance, um, he did the investigative yeah. work on Dr. K that overprescribed oh, Elvis wow. and Jerry Lee Lewis. But, um, well, thank you for being with us. Like I said, well, I was going to try to get phase on on, too. Mike, thank you so much for, for inviting me. Yeah, uh, it was a pleasure. back anytime. All right, take care. Uh, that was uh, Representative Bob Freeman, uh, Democrat of Nashville. And, uh, Mike, we've got just a second or two to remind folks about your show on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. I about, about forgot, Brian. Um, if, uh, yeah, we've got a new show called Rutherford Magazine. It uh, starts at 5 o'clock. It's also on podcast. And we still doing Facebook Live. Still on Facebook Live, I think. Uh, yeah, and um, all of our uh, podcasts are on Facebook now, yeah. too. So. And really, really appreciate it. Last week we talked about post-traumatic uh, stress. Um, disorder and and the link to suicide the link to so many other areas um but i want to i want to thank the late dr linda gilbert for her advice before she passed we had an opioid town hall meeting a mental health opioid town hall and her letter that she sent me talked about the behavioral problems between the six and nine-year-olds i was able to share her letter before our committee uh and that's an issue we're working on is more school counselors nurses and social workers uh, thank you, Brian, for having me All on. All right, very good. That's uh, State Representative Mike Sparks. Don't forget, check WGNSRadio.com under Podcast and Rutherford Issues for today's show or wherever you listen to audio, iTunes, Spotify, and more. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.